This is apple juice. Welcome to another corner conversation. We're talking about First John chapter two, five, fifteen through seventeen. Our title is Who's with us today? Misplace Your Love. I had a good feel the whole title. Parker's with us today. Hey Parker. I just like to say that this is apple juice. And he's excited about it. There was an argument about whether apple juice is for kids or not. It's not for kids. Juice is for kids. Uh, yeah. And there was no winning. There was no, uh, there's just no different side. You're right. Greg did not win. And neither did you. Which is out of town today? <laughs> All that matters is I won in my head. Parker's been interning with us and speaking in East this week. Super fun this morning. Parker and I got together and talked through what we were talking about all weekend. I love when like this this stuff, this conversation is selfishly. This is all stuff that I really, I really need to hear and process. And so hmm. hopefully it's the same for others. But and also one thing that we got I definitely said that I had a different feel is that first John was it is written so well. It is written well. well I feel done. like every well done, well done, well done John out there that we think is John. <laughs> Whichever John you might be. Uh, the mis I mean, the concept of misplaced love um, is because if, if you think like the idea that in order to be a good person, you just have to be loving, uh, there's it's pretty easy to grasp the, like an extreme line of like when somebody has a misplaced love, when somebody is, you know, the reason that I hurt them is because I love them. That might be a little bit misplaced. The reason that I abducted abducted her is because I love her so much. (laughs) So that's misplaced. But I think something that I I want to really hear from you guys is that back up a ways. So loving selflessly, loving wholeheartedly. There is well-placed love, Mm -hmm. and then there's obviously misplaced love. But where do, where do those lines start to get complicated? Where's where's the transition happen where love is well placed and misplaced? I think like when you know like when uh, kids are going through a hard time, what is that when they're it's not what do the parents call it when uh, like they're uh, I mean, fit? no like um, tough love. I don't know why oh, I can say that tough love. And I think tough love is I don't know. There's maybe value, but also like can be really hard to navigate how to do that well if that makes sense like i think there's you know unhealthy enabling and things like that with parents and kids or anybody but yeah, enabling would be, being an enabler is another thing of misplaced yeah. love the reason yeah. that i'm doing all these things for you so that you never learn how to do that because yeah. i love it so much yeah. mm-hmm. and then responding with tough love is like all the way that you've loved me until now is something very different and I don't know. It's a hard. I don't know. It's tough. Well, I think tough, tough love can be really good. Yeah. But also can be mean too. And sometimes mean. You know, the reason that I'm uh, being mean to you right now is because I love you. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Green, you explain it well. Is when you talk about love and its selflessness, or the selfishness of like character. You know, is that somehow tied into where love becomes misplaced is when it becomes about the person? I don't know. I always think that love is I'm I I really reject the idea that love is a feeling. 
And so I think a lot of people chase. It has feeling, but it isn't. Sure. But I think people chase the feeling of love rather than doing the hard work of choosing to love. And so what does it mean to love somebody? Well, it usually means that you are elevating their value or their personhood above or at least to the same level as you view yourself or should view yourself, I guess, maybe is the better way to say it. But like the people you love, it's a choice to say, okay, obviously we put ourselves high because we're all built to like survive. (laughs) It's all about survival. And so when my survival or flourishing is here, love is when we are elevate other people's surviving or flourishing to that same level or even higher than ourselves. Mm -hmm. I don't think you do that for people that you wouldn't say you love. Um, So I think that's a, probably a good measure is, is the selflessness, lessness of what, what you do for the needs of those that you say you love. It's a misplaced love is an action that is again, elevating you or not. Can be one aspect of it. I think you can also have the misplaced love of elevating somebody too highly. Mm-hmm. I think like the... Well, yeah, misplaced where you're defaming yourself. Yeah. You know, the reason that I'm hurting myself is because I love you so much. That's not about me. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's not a black and white for sure. I think there are things like, I don't know, the way that parents care for their kids isn't always to the benefit of themselves which is good uh, but i also do think you, then you go to like the and then we're gonna let them live in our basement until they're 60 right. yeah like it's the it's the same it's the same path but like the extreme version of it yeah and that points out a reality that uh, love the, the carbon copy the copy of love from one place to another place can also be a part of a misplaced love. And so like, I love you, my daughter, and I'm going to buy all of your food and your clothing, and it's placed so well because you're six. It's different than I love you, my daughter, I'm going to buy all your food and your clothing, and you're 70. Or I think an even more extreme example, I will do all that for you because you're my daughter, but some random person or even a friend you wouldn't necessarily do that thing for even mm-hmm. though you love both of them and so one of the things about love is that it is individualized like the way that you show love to different people in your life looks different there's no formula you can like you yeah. can't hand them a for- hand somebody a formula and mm-hmm. say if you want to show your spouse or your kid or your neighbor that you love them do these things like yeah. it's not it's not a checkbox yeah. a narrative that we're going to bring into this conversation is there, there's several moments of misplaced love in scripture, but David and Bathsheba is a great one. And in my uh, dislike of David, I think that's okay to say. <laughs> uh, just like I can hear him going, like if I was David's buddy, him dude, I just I really love her. So all of these things, you're in essence a abducting, asserting your power, orchestrating the death of her husband. I do, but man, I love her. I like, did I love her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that might be misplaced. Maybe. I think a little, yeah. And, uh, and so to like to, again, think about our world.
relationship webs, just thinking about all the different people in our world. And loving people is so important, but loving people the exact same could lead to misplacing of love. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that it amplifies the reality that uh, loving without knowing is actually impossible. Mm-hmm. So like if you you want to love God, you got to know God. If you want to love your neighbor, you should probably get to know him. Yeah. If you like whatever that means, the depth of love that you can actually give to somebody is probably correlated to the amount that you can actually know them. Yeah. Well, Parker, you and I were talking about the, again, being well-placed this morning. And like, so how does, can, I just thought you had some good thoughts on that about how, yeah, knowing and loving doesn't just fix it all. How do you choose to do that well? Well, think about just the intentionality of love. As opposed to it just, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I think it goes back to what Greg was saying about it's more of a choice than it is. Like it doesn't just happen. It's hard to love people well, and it's just it's hard to choose the loving thing. I mean, I think like if anything, like the this passage, First John two fifteen to seventeen like the the middle verse about the the desires of the flesh and of the eyes that wouldn't be written in there if that wasn't our tendency yeah mm-hmm. and so like it's it's hard to choose the right thing yeah i think it's part of the maybe the part of it is quick fix i think a lot of the things that are misplaced love are are done with like quick fix of emotional or but just feeling feeling good about life and where you're at. Love those things, and then long game of love. The idea that uh, selfless love has huge reward, but very rarely is that reward immediate. Yeah. And uh, um, yeah, the there's there's a, some tandem verses in here that last week we talked about. It was in the middle between these two, but. Uh, 9 through 11 is if you want to know who's walking in the light, they love people. And then these verses are if you want to know who's not walking in the light, they love things of the world. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> um, the thing that I think is easy to do is to go, no, 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 no. We're just called to love. And that can really miss a, such a huge thing. I, we're supposed to love. Love people. Well, again, you can love people in a misplaced way that is not godly and is actually loving the world. <clears throat> and so to hopefully that we can, the intention of John in this writing is to make it complex and go, you know, it is pretty simple. Walking in light and really how that is actually played out done is not by accident. You got to really steer, be intentional in how and who you love. So I just have a question, like based on what we were just talking about, like when we love people and it can, in not in a godly way, and then we talk about loving, misplaced love, and then we, because like I think we've talked about this before, just that idea of people have, of loving the people who hate the sin, that way, which can get really complicated and not really very loving. Yeah. What does it look like, like when we're talking about this, what does it look like to you for us, for people, or all of us to love people but 
in this misplaced way with so an example of it would be in loving people, sometimes like true loving of people elevating their potential, what was the word that you used? Value. Their value. Uh, sometimes loving somebody to elevate their value can be really painful and mm -hmm. actually can entail a bunch of conflict or hard statements or whatever. Yeah. And loving somebody that is not godly, not elevating their standing or their value would be to like, you know, I love you so much that I'm just going to let this slide. Yeah. And Jesus was really bad at letting things slide. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, we're good at it. But, but the, the, the focus of, again, being intentional on in how we love, I think, for me, I can feel like it's it's so easy to put things off or to ignore to walk away from things, which is loving the world. I love just thing, keeping things peaceful. And that is not elevating people. It's not doing what uh, I love, um, making sure that people are comfortable. And that's not, those are not requisites of love. Yeah. And so... And I, I think that a lot of those things can lead back to that coveting or can lead back to selfishness. And these things are, that's walking, that, that's, those are windows into, am I walking in the light? Well, I love like Jesus loved. Am I not walking in the light? I love uh, like this, the selfishness of the world loves. And so I have mm -hmm. no idea what you asked. But those are questions. <laughs> I think something that's like that makes it even more complex is some of the misplaced love isms. Isms, sure. They can look really right. In the yeah. moment. Like the quick fix things are like if there's a conflict and maybe your tendency is like the best thing to do is to just let it slide. Yeah. And it can seem like the best thing to do in the moment, but could really cause a lot of harm. Well, I think part of showing love, too, is asking not just what is the best thing, because I think by default you go, what's the best thing for me? Hmm. But asking, like, what's the best thing for them? And yeah. so, like, it's a moment where someone's let you down and they are coming and they're asking forgiveness and trying to reconcile that. And you have a moment where you're like, well, to really love them is to elevate their needs above mine and so it's sacrificing that side of me that wants to not have this relationship anymore or sacrificing the side of me that wants to hold it over their head or like all these things that yeah. no one would blame you for doing yeah. but then you go okay if i want to show them love i have to elevate what their need is and so what is actually best for them the best for them is that we try again yeah. we there's a a grouping of like there's a lot of biblical directive and how to have godly love and not love the world. And I mean, we can we could spend hours just putting these narratives and these stories and these directives onto the table. But the thing that I think is so important in that is that cognitively I can get it. Mm -hmm. Thank you for drawing that picture. Thanks for making that clear. Is that grace isn't always loving all that like all that stuff. But there has to be a moment when you. It's not a moment. You have to say, all right, I'm going to continually, I'm going to have the this moment, this moment, this moment mentality 
of how I love. And I don't want to love the world. I want to love as Jesus loved. I want to be intentional, not having misplaced love. And uh, it's not a, <clears throat> I have resolved to do it and done. Yeah. No. It is forever. And that's part of the challenge of sermonizing perspective is you mm -hmm. go, oh, man, that was good today. And let me tell you, that is a declaration that it was worthless. Mm -hmm. Unless it's like, it's got to be good and made and, decision changing yeah. again and again and again and again. And that's the calling that actually goes back to the first words of this chapter is that I'm writing this so that you would be perfect and without sin. Wow. And yes. don't forget, we have an advocate and a gracious Jesus yeah. who is who stands for us and our fans. I think too, sorry. No, that, but that's the boat. Yeah. Like those things clash together in every one of us is that yeah. uh, what I do actually does matter. Yeah. And because it matters, and I can, I still fail, we have Jesus. Yeah. I was thinking, like, because I was thinking about that, too, and I was like, because some of these things we're talking about, are, they're really hard. Like, for me, yeah. oh, yuck. Like, yeah. this is hard. But it's not, like, like, it is, like, I think what we keep seeing in John is it's about community, but it is about us internal. Yeah. And, like, I feel like the scripture talks, when they talk about love of the world, like, it is so much about self-reliance. Like, what we saw in Genesis over and over and over again. Self-preservation and I'm the center. And what, so it's like, we have to work on that, you know? We have to work on this, like, this immediate humanity. Yeah. Call, want to be reliant and safe and preserved and okay. And trusting God. And then outflow from that, like, is loving community. Like, there's change inside internally and there's outflow from that change. And I feel like it's both and. Like, it's not just about our misplaced love towards others, but it is about, like, what's going on in me that I'm doing that? Yeah. You know, what is, what am I trying to keep safe? What am I, what's going on that, like, I'm not trusting or I'm not trusting in God or I'm, you know, I just, yeah, like, I think this is a both and. Moment. Yeah. And, the, and then we have an advocate to like yes we screw it all up. <laughs> and then so the, the beauty of this text and us processing it as community the value of being part of church community and discipling the relationship and all the stuff is that it brings uh, and struggling with these things is it's bringing the awareness that whatever happens on accident probably isn't going to be nailing it it's going to be missing yeah. it. and um, i think I think that I'm very intentional and in not losing stuff. I mean, I I put my phone in the same pocket. I <laughs> I check before I leave and go. And I if I a pocket has a zipper, I try to zip it. Like I've tried to do that, but I still lose stuff. And I a couple of weeks ago biking here lost my wallet, and uh, fortunately got an email from the lady who found it on the ground yeah, yeah and so that's beautiful and but it just like so frustrating to me is that i don't want to lose stuff but what could have helped me in that moment not lose my wallet would have been if i was going don't lose my wallet right now yeah, yeah but how could you you can't live your life thinking about not losing your wallet well i think this idea of loving others well loving as jesus loved unfortunately this is a terrible answer is that you gotta think about it yeah. Can't be just like, you know, why did I love poorly in that moment? Why did I misplace love? Mm -hmm. It's because you weren't giving it intentionality. Yeah. And that's uh, 
heavy. Yeah. And there's grace. And there's grace. Yeah. Greg, you want to do the last one? You get the, you're the final thought guy? Which is fine. I am so not good at the final thought guy. Are you a That's rich. Is that it? Yeah. Oh, if I have it, it's going to be long. If I have it, if I have it, uh, we can just end it like that then. We just love people well. And we work on our stuff because we can't love people well if we're not working on our stuff. Yeah. And I, like, I think like we've talked a lot about like living in the darkness and living in the light. And I feel like there's intentionality and like that intentionality is so much about walking with jesus yeah and our relationship with jesus like that foundation like following jesus commands like how do we do that if we're not walking, walking in relationship with jesus and it's like this foundation all these things are important but like when we when we get down to it like how we get there how we love others better how we treat people better how we you know walk in light and not darkness is about that relationship with jesus and I think that's hard because we don't want to have legalism in it, but I also think that, like, in relationship with Jesus, it's, it is daily. It's constant. Yeah. That's so, cool. so that's my wrap-up. You did it. I did, sort of. Thanks. We'll see you guys next week.